my ultimate goal is true wealth, uh, which is freedom of time. It's not money. It's freedom of time. When I get my passive income to replace my expenses, then I'll be truly wealthy. I want to do anything at any time. And I, I already feel it, right? Because we I'm sitting at home and I'm talking to you. I can just leave at any second. I don't have to ask anyone to leave, right? Because it, it, I already feel it. But as soon as I'll, I'm able to do it, then I'm not going to say I'm not going to work. I'll still continue. But the ultimate goal is I have a vision board here. Um, I want to have uh, 25,000 doors uh, as LP and uh, GP and co-GP. Who's this? Oh, you're an entrepreneur? Oh, you're a real estate investor. Oh, you're trying to learn from those who did it. Well, come into the lab then. Put your white coat on, gloves on, notepad, and let's build y'all. Real Estate Experiment, what is happening y'all? Today, I have the pleasure of having another practitioner in the lab who has multiple tools. We were just talking about it offline, which I love because I truly believe that you are only an experiment away. And it's about having the right tools to be able to implement the and execute the right experiments in your lab i have no other than vlad arak shayev what's going on brother how you hey, doing today i'm doing great thanks did so i much get that right by the way yeah arak shayev mm -hmm. arak shayev that's right we we're just talking about that i'm 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 one for uh always uh identifying the roots but you're actually um very close to where i'm currently recording this right i'm currently recording this in new york and you're actually in new jersey so not too far. Uh, and I want to hear a little bit about before I get into the, you know, what you're doing, etc. I always like to find out a little bit more about the person, because I do believe that we our businesses are a reflection of 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 who we are. Right. And I know we were talking offline about what I'm getting myself into and how I got into it. So what's the story with you, Vlad? How did you get? to be doing what you're doing today and before that if i ask you and i meet you and i say hey what do you do for a living you know what do you say and so that we can kind of level set and understand how you kind of mold yourself as as a resource to the world yeah it's uh, you know before people were having like an elevator speech but now everybody's so busy i think we need like an escalator speech so you have like <laughs> literally two seconds so i just say I'm in commercial multi. I'm an investor in commercial multifamily. Any deal is not our deal, and I just stop talking. And if and people just reply because typically they they either say, "Oh wow, large multifamily," or they're like, "What does that mean? Any deal is not our deal." And uh, the way the way it is is because I'm not trying to buy every deal or to make it work. I'm trying to be very conservative and kill the deal. And if I cannot kill the deal, I'm in it. So I'm going the opposite way. I'm trying to poke holes in every deal that I'm in. And if it's still floating, if it still makes sense, if it still works, then I'm in it. So I'm not here to have millions of uh, thousands of doors and things like, uh, things like that or, you know, dozens of deal closed. I'm looking for quality for like mm. top 1% of the market that I'm in. Um, and I'm hyper-focused on a very particular market, uh, actually two, and uh, I'm just staying there 
and only focused on multifamily. Yeah. Mm. I love that. So when, when, when someone like you is in the lab with me, I always listen to how you choose your words. And I, I love how you, you know, I, I heard the hyper focus, I heard the focus. I heard the escalator, which I really like being quick, quick and efficient. Um, and then I also heard almost the process of, you know, every deal is, 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 is not, or any deal is, is not a deal, right? Which means you're reverse engineering, going back to, you know, what is our criteria and making sure you're trying to actually break the deal. Uh, let's reverse engineer to how we even got here in the first place before I get into the weeds with you about what you're doing now, which I love. What who who is who is Vlad and and how, you know, at what point if you can kind of give us the transition, did you get into real estate and what were you doing before that? Yeah, uh, great question. I was a graphic designer. I worked in an advertising agency and I studied. Uh, graphic design, and I, I was happy, um, or thought I was happy. Um, and then COVID hit, right? And a lot of ch lives changed during COVID. Mine's changed completely where I got furloughed. And I didn't know when is the next paycheck is coming from, or where is it, when is it coming? So we needed to take matters in, into our own hands and do something with our lives and just make a change. And my wife and I, um, she said, hey, listen, COVID or no COVID, people need to live somewhere, right? Why don't you try to become a real estate agent, sell some houses here in New Jersey? Hey, people, people need, you know, housing. So I said, yeah, sure, let's do it. Uh, but I was very skeptical because I didn't know anything about real estate, right? I, I used an agent before, but I'm not a real estate guy. Um, or I thought I was not. Uh, but anyway, studied for the exam during the uh, evenings, passed the test, got my real estate license, joined the brokerage, started doing that. And then I started going to meetups and people like, oh, my gosh, have you heard about flipping houses? I'm like, mm, I, I don't know what they are. Started doing that and then started doing some wholesaling as well. And, and then the transition started. Uh, I was like, so what's the next logical step? Let's buy a house and, uh, you know, let's see how that cash flow works. So we got a rental uh, in uh, South Jersey, right by Philly, and it, it worked out well. It was netting me $1,000 a month net, which is great. But then I realized that it you can't really scale by doing all these closings and all these deals. It's just... It's just not scalable as fast as I wanted to. So thank God that my wife said, hey, listen, can we just put that on pause and see this multifamily thing? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we just started the single family. Now you're talking multifamily. She's like, yeah, just let's let's try it. So we flew down to Texas to a multifamily event. And uh, after a day there, my eyes were completely opened. I was blown away by what I seen the people i've met the relationships that i basically kind of cultivated if you want to call it that and when we came back to uh, new jersey we immediately started thinking what do we need right we need credibility and education so we started interviewing all the mentors and uh we by the way what was the name of the what was the name of the conference vlad oh mfin multifamily investors nation Mm. Uh, it was in Houston and, uh, it, it was like a thousand people, a thousand investors. I was blown away. 
And then when I come back, we started interviewing mentors. I joined Jake and Gino, which is yes. a multifamily mastermind. And uh, everything took off from there. I started studying like crazy and networking nonstop. And uh, about eight months later, um, I got into my very first multifamily deal. Um, but before that, I actually quit my W-2. I resigned, burnt all the bridges. I wanted to be hyper-focused on real estate. So I am still doing single-family residential space in New Jersey, mm -hmm. selling houses. And, of course, my primary focus is multifamily, syndications, and GBs. Wow. I love the background because I hear a lot of process-driven, but I also hear that you're you're very quick from what i'm hearing because if you this 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 if you started this during covid we're currently recording this in 2023 right uh we're just about halfway through the year so that i would say it's been what three years yep. since that you had that kind of a paradigm or rebrand for lack of a better words so i want to understand because i'm a big uh big on the, the the mindset and big on just just action taking when you decided that you were done with um or at least going in with educating yourself on or getting let's start with a realtor license uh how how quickly and maybe it, i shouldn't preface it by saying how quickly but how long did it take you to get your license and i'm you saying you were staying studying in the evening so i'm assuming you were still working during the day right as a graphic yeah, designer uh that yeah, I was, yeah. So um, I could take only one class a night and they were offering only three times per week. So it took me two months and okay. I didn't fail. I didn't fail anything. It's just, that's how much it, that's how long it takes. And it had to be in front of a live person. So mm -hmm. it's not like a recording or anything like that. So yeah. they were offering and I had to take them in sequence. So I started when it was like less than 15 or something. But I had to wait till the whole new cycle starts around so I can take lesson one, two, three up until wow. like lesson 30 or something like that. So that's why it took so long. But I was studying at night. I, I taken the exam, passed it the first time. And don't forget, during COVID, you couldn't go to the office. You couldn't really do anything. It was all based online. Everything yeah. is here on the internet i mean it was i guess good and bad but yeah well that was gonna yeah that that was actually gonna be my next question because you know you mentioned that you got a license and then you you then you mentioned meetups you know at what point were you able to actually do meetups uh you know during covid you, you know what pretty as soon as i got the license we started looking around and in jersey in some cases with masks and social distancing they had those it was like 10 people in a room, all spaced out, sitting in different corners of the room. Uh, somebody wearing like a mask and a plastic shield in front of them and stuff like that. I mean, it was just it was just absolute, uh, you know, craziness what was happening. But hey, listen, it is what it is. You had to do it. So I wanted to learn more. I wanted to see what people are doing. How are they flipping? What's, what's this whole ARV and how are they estimating, you know... Uh, uh, rehab. I, yeah. I was like, how do people do it? Because I mean, over Zoom, you can only get so much, yeah. right? Plus, others have other business that they have to do. Yeah. So, I when you go to a networking event, you can really just attach yourself to a, a developer or a contractor or anything, and just really ask them all the questions. Really grind. So, 
uh, that's exactly how how I got started with this. And the shift was really quick because I worked on my mind a lot, and I it's like a muscle, right? You got to train it. Mm-hmm. So if you want to make quick decisions in real estate, you have to make quick decisions because if you delay, you're going to lose a deal. And it happened to me three times. I learned. I don't know how much money I lost because I lost three deals, but I know I lost money. So now when I see something, I immediately make a decision like as fast as possible. Uh, so what, what I was talking about is I had my W2. I called a person, right? So he wanted to sell his house. It was Tuesday. And he's like, yeah, Vlad, no problem. Why didn't you come uh, on Thursday? I'm like, I can't. I'm working. I can come only on Friday. And he's like, okay, no problem. I'll wait for you. We got agreed on the price, agreed on everything. Uh, Thursday rolls around. I call him and I'm like, hey, listen, it's Vlad. Uh, I'm just confirming our appointment for tomorrow. I'm coming. He's like, sorry, I already lost. I, I sold the house. I'm like, what do you mean you sold it? We, we have an appointment tomorrow. He was like, well, somebody else came in. They gave me pretty much the same offer as you did. I'm happy. I got my money. That's it. And that happened three times. Wow. So, and so and so was that a, a uh, you trying to sell it as a listing agent or was it you just trying to buy it as an investor? Yeah, buy it as an investor. Buy it as an investor. Yeah. And uh, somebody else just came in and grabbed it. And then... Um, I got so frustrated. Um, I was kind of, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to burn the boats. You know, I don't want to quit my W2 because like what's going to happen. But thanks uh, to my wife and her support, uh, I'm like, what do I do? And she's like, you know what you have to do. So Mm. the next Monday, I literally during the lunch break, I called her and I'm like, hey, can you send me a resignation letter? And she did. And I resigned right away, gave him my two weeks notice. What's your, I hear uh, you sound like you have such a great relationship uh, with your wife, which is amazing. Yeah. What's, what's her, uh, she seems to be very assertive, uh, et cetera. What's her kind of your relationship and like the, the background with that? Like is, is, is you guys kind of tackle these together? Is she kind of, uh, what's, I'm, I'm just curious. It sounds like I've heard many times, like, you know, your wife kind of giving you that, that support you guys going to travel to the multifamily thing together what's can you give me a little bit of a background on that because i think people don't talk enough about how how important it is to have a partner who's supportive and in alignment with what, what you're doing so i would love for you to highlight that if you can yeah it, it's you know it's a blessing because she has a very fiery personality she's a red on a disc scale d-i-s-c mm-hmm. so um she wants to be moving forward all the time. If you if you're just cruising, you're falling behind. You have to be always like accelerating forward. You have to be like a rocket ship all the time. So she goes, "Hey, listen, we have to do this. We have to move forward." We, it, that's why her support and that transition to multifamily space was so quick. Because I'm like, "Hey, listen, we got this and this and this. What can we do?" She's like, "Let's go. Let's go to an event." I'm like, yeah, but it's in Houston. She was like, I already got the tickets. We're going. So I got that fiery like energy from her. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's doing the decision so quickly. She works in the finance industry. She still has her W-2. She works in the finance industry and she supports me with everything that I do. Um, and uh, That's so critical. You know, That's so yeah, critical. It, it's huge because 
uh, her support means everything. That means I can not worry about how long I'm going to be out or if I'm going to a conference. In fact, she's she's like, hey, listen, why didn't you go to this networking event? It's happening in Jersey City. It's happening in Manhattan. Why didn't you just go? And I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely. So network is your net worth, as we all know, which is true. Yeah. I know it's, uh, everybody says it, but it's true. So, yeah, yeah uh, go and network and talk to people and make sure you follow up. So let's let's talk about that for a second because you started networking and 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 the reason why I'm I'm loving your case study is because you did not come you know we're not talking about like oh you've been doing this for thirty years like we're talking about okay I'm gonna just rebrand myself and these are the actions that I'm gonna take very quickly right and so you went to those meetups uh, you started calling uh, it sounds like uh, homeowners to to make offers. Um, but I want to understand too, cause I heard some flipping, but I also heard you go from single family to multifamily real quick. So yeah. when you went to those meetups, what was the first initial investment? I, th- I know you just talked about cash flow for a thousand bucks and then how much time do you spend in it? Did you get into flipping at all or, or what was the, what was the, I'm trying to understand the transition and, uh, and the foundation being laid buying the first one and then the transition into the next thing. So did you dabble in in flipping at all or? I did. Yeah. You know what? It it was so quick. You have no idea. It literally within eight months, I realized that flipping is, is, is awesome. It's profitable. I, a lot of people are doing it. It's great. But at the same time, I'm not trying to add more work to my day. I'm Mm -hmm. trying to basically work less and have passive income right? Work smarter, not harder. Mm -hmm. Additionally, what I have learned is that if you stop prospecting, everything dries up, right? That's like, it's like a hamster. For flips, right? Yeah. You got to keep on churning. You got to keep on looking, but look what's happening now, right? It's, it's July, 2023. The rates have what quadrupled since uh, two years ago, right? Nobody wants to sell anymore. A lot of those wholesalers that, you know, everybody was a wholesaler two years ago. Now they all dropped off. Before you can find the house at 75 percent, I know, 75 cents on the dollar. Now you got to look at 50 cents on the dollar. Everything Mm -hmm. is more expensive. So it's more difficult to find flips nowadays. People are not selling as much. So I don't want to do that. My goal is true wealth which is passive income, right? I want my money to work for me. So uh, investment in single family, great, duplexes, quads, but what? why? Why if I can go big? Yeah. I can partner up yeah. and I can go big. If you look at it this way, right? So let's say you need to make um, $10,000 a month, right? One house gives you $1,000, so you need 10 houses. That's 10 different roofs, 10 different closings that you have to do. 10 different closing fees you have to deal with 10 different banks and you have all these things that you got to deal how about you just buy one that has 10 units isn't that easier yeah some people say oh my gosh but it costs more money yes but partner with people that's what people are missing partner up partnering with others that are looking for the same thing so that's what i've done partnering Mm. is the key okay this thing no that's great so as far as and i i I really want to get into it i just want to help us transition with that when you did the flip because you know i talk about iman was it like a cosmetic flip was it one flip did you do more than one or was it just one flip that you did yeah it was just two it was literally two flips uh yeah how long did those uh, take together uh it, it, it it 
total, it was like eight months. So it was like four and four, somewhere around there. Um, they were not, they were not huge flips. Um, at that time, nobody was looking for like full guts because mm-hmm. remember what was happening back then? The rates were super low and everybody wanted to buy a house. Yeah. Everybody was running. Like you had people calling from New York City, trying to go into suburbs, trying to move to PA, New Jersey, buying mm-hmm. houses. People were doing this thing called whole tailing which is just crazy where basically they buy a beat up house, do a little bit of landscaping in the front, paint the fence and the front of the house. And they're like, there you go. And they're trying to sell it. And guess what? It, it worked. It was profitable. But at the same time, I'm thinking to myself, how long it's going to last, yeah. right? It's not going to last. A, it's a cash grab. It's not like a, an actual investment. Yeah. Um, Yes. And plus, you got to pay taxes off of that thing. Don't forget, you mm, make fifty thousand. That's yeah. great. Yeah, you got to pay taxes off of that thing. Yeah. yeah. So, so you, so you bought, you bought your first uh, property. Then you transition into flipping. Just to, you know, I love, I love using the word experiment because I feel like that's what it is. And then yeah. you quickly realize that, okay, there's fees on the in, there's fees on the out. This isn't the move. Let's go to a multifamily conference. Did I get that timing right? Exactly correct. Yeah. yeah. And this is all within eight months. Pretty much. Absolutely. That's, yeah. That's crazy. Because I, I mean, technically, and my wife was speaking, she has like a friend or a life coach, you want to call it. And uh, the life coach goes, so what's your ultimate goal? And uh, my wife, her name is Olga. She goes, uh, ultimately, I want to be in multifamily, uh, like large garden style apartment buildings. Mm-hmm. And uh, she goes, so what's stopping you now? And she's like, well, I need network and I need to know how. And she's like, well, that's an excuse. What's stopping you now? Let me repeat the question. She's like, nothing. So find the network, find the, you know, find education, find the partner. So nothing is stopping me now. So that's exactly her pushing mm. and me realizing that scaling works much better so it, it was like a perfect collaboration perfect everything aligned that's a lovely i i love that coaches are just so good for unblocking those limiting yeah. beliefs right and removing oh. errors. you talked about mindset before we get into that multifamily because you talk about getting mentorship with jake and gino i know we had them on the podcast as well uh great great and we're in great company um what do you use i, I want to focus on there's two things i, I i'm pulling out of this uh, this, uh, this episode is, is one having a strong partner, which I love. I know, I know sometimes people can kind of look over that and get rain to the meat and potatoes, but for me, those are strong pillars. And another one is, you know, the mindset that you talked about. What do you, I'm curious, what do you use for your mindset? Cause I, I, we don't talk about it enough and now I'm getting into it. Uh, right. Like we have to talk about it. Yeah. What do mindset. you do to work on your mindset? That, that yeah. Mindset is, in my opinion, is the most difficult thing. I, I'm still working on a daily limiting beliefs, uh, saying I'll try instead of I do and things mm. like that. So um, I, I've done a lot. Um, read a lot of books, been to a lot of seminars, including Ben Hardy, who's written books like Who Not How, oh, Gap the Gain, yeah, well, yeah. 10X Easier Than 2X. I've mm-hmm. taken his uh, accelerator classes where he literally unblocks your mind. And that took me to meditation and uh, yoga and exercising, time blocking. I mean, it's it's a whole process. But limiting beliefs is, is that like, 
oh, I'll try to do it. No, no, no. You don't try. You just do. That's what Yoda said in Star Wars, right? Mm -hmm. you, you, you do. There is no try. So it's the same thing here. Your mind is the only thing that's limiting you. So when you speak or in the same field as the people that are doing it, you get that energy from them, right? You, if, you're in the, if you're in the same room with the people that are closing hundreds of doors and you'll be like, why can't I do it, right? Yeah. Why? There is no reason. They're doing it. They're just like you. They're just regular people. Absolutely. And they're open to share. Some people are like, oh my gosh, I don't know how. Go ask. Ask me. Reach out to me. I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn. Reach out. I'll help you. Yeah. So the only thing that's stopping you is this, your mind. Work on this first. Yeah. And then stop with the limiting beliefs. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, I don't have the money. Find the person with money. Find the person. Do what you do. Don't forget you're on a team and you do one thing great. You don't have to be, you don't have to know everything. You just have to know your thing. If you're great at negotiation, do that. Acquisitions, absolutely go for it. Capital raising, for sure. So find another team member, get together and really grow. That's where the true growth is. People like, oh, uh, I don't want to share. Yeah, but if you, you I understand you don't want to share, that's fine. But you're going to grow it's going to take you twice as twice as many years to uh, be at the same level. Partner up. So, that's what I'm all, all about. I couldn't agree more and and one thing that really resonated from what you just said and it's so important that we talk about it is what you said it's you see other people that look like you and and for me I spent a lot of money on on game, getting myself in the rooms that have those people that are 10x ahead. And by the way, I'm a huge, you know, 10x is uh, easier than 2x. Ben Hardy's Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I mean, it's incredible the kind of stuff that uh, that that goes. But you have to change, have a paradigm shift, and and that paradigm shift often comes with the environment. And so if you're with people who are saying where you have those limiting beliefs, they will rub off on you. But if you're with people who don't have a capital, don't have a ceiling and anything is possible, that will also influence your paradigm. Uh, and it takes time, right? Repetition to have a paradigm shift. It's not just you read the book once or you really have to go deep into that subconscious mind, uh, which um, is just so powerful. So I'm really glad you touched on that because I think yeah, it's yeah. ongoing. And keyword is you're you're still going through it, right? Like well, we're yeah, still it, constantly rewiring ourselves because yeah. you can't un you know unwire something that you've been wired to do for the majority yeah. of your life and and expect it to just switch over over time over a short yeah your time. mind is 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 really racing it's there all the time and it's mm -hmm. it's trying to quote unquote save you and protect, protect you, you. like yeah. no don't do this that's the one safe oh it's different uh, don't call them they might yell at you but that's your mind saying you have to rewire it Whatever mm -hmm. it's saying you shouldn't do, that's exactly that's what you what have you to do. do. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You'd be like, oh my gosh, I want to call a broker, but I'm going to sound foolish. It's okay. Learn mm -hmm. how to not be foolish and call that broker. That's what I've done. I'll tell you what I've done. This is the, 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 there you go. This is what I've done. So, so that, my, my market is Texas, right? Mm -hmm. So I didn't know anything, but I want to practice speaking with brokers. So what do I do? I got a bunch of brokers from Atlanta. Why Atlanta? 
because it's not my market. I don't care if I call them and make a fool out of myself. Mm. So I call them and they're like, yeah, I don't like this guy whatsoever. They hang up on me. They, they I, I can't answer their questions because I'm new, right? I didn't know anything. But who cares? It's not my market. They don't know mm. me. So I got my reps in. I got mm. all the questions down. I know the responses. I know what I'm going to tell them. And I know all the feedback. And now when I'm calling Texas, I know exactly what they're going to ask me. I know exactly what to say back. I, I got my repetitions in and practice on a different market. And that's what you have to do. Just practice and then really, you know, call the market that you're looking to uh, uh, buy in. That's what I've done. Hey, Vlad, why are you going to do me like that? Atlanta's my market, man. Well, listen, no, I mean, it's a great market. But for yeah. some reason, you know, I always was attracted to Texas. So I'm yeah. like, hey, listen, because I I don't know what it is. I, You know, it. plus now I know what, what it is. I mean, Midwest is great. I, I buy in Kansas, too, and I buy in the Carolinas. I love Carolinas. Uh, you know, Kansas well, City, it's it's unbelievable. So, yeah. Yeah, while you're here, tell us, why do you, uh, it's always great to hear a market insights, you know, as we're talking about this. Uh, why yeah. do you like te Texas? Why did you like Texas? Why will you, do you still like Texas or have things changed? Yeah, listen, Texas, I'm buying in Houston and Dallas. Um, if you if you, if you you just look at the overall thing, the uh, n number one, Dallas is like, fourth largest uh, city in the country. I mean, all the petrochemical is there. It has second largest growth from COVID, uh, response from COVID, uh, that people are going back to work. Uh, you have all these Fortune 500 companies that are going to Dallas. Uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, they even call it like the West of Wall Street or something like that. Uh, so you have all these 500 companies because there's no taxes, right? So it's very attractive. Additionally, it's a landlord-friendly state. So it, it, it actually benefits homeowners if you own property there. So um, uh, that, that's the only reason, that's one of the reasons why I like Texas. Of course, there's growth. You, you, you look at the matrix, you look at the matrix, you see where people are moving to. That's another way. Uh, Kansas City is one of them. And of course, the Carolinas. Uh, initially, we f we went into Florida, but as you know, Florida is really hot, like unbelievably. You got insurance skyrocketing, um, the prices are just crazy, and um, we just couldn't find anything there. Just, I'm, I'm sure there are deals there, but we just we just couldn't. So we moved up to uh, the Carolinas, and we closed two deals in the Carolinas uh, pretty quickly. So. Uh, that's that's where we stayed, and uh, we like it so far. Yeah, I love it. That's that's amazing. So, you transition into multifamily. You talked about having the mindset. You talked about uh, surrounding yourself. You, you identify your market. How much of that market? Because I think sometimes people get in their own way. I mean, not sometimes, always, right? Whether it's your mind, call it the mind getting on their own way, analysis paralysis. You're based out of New Jersey. How did you pick Dallas, Texas, uh, and Houston? Was it a coach? Was it what you heard at meetups? Was it a combination of your own research? What, what, what? Because I heard you say the word hyper focus many yeah. times, and I think people struggle with that. But I think in order to help tactically help someone focus, is what are the tools that will allow me? 
to focus? Like, what should I be doing? What's a, I love how you gave a tactical exercise of like, oh, yeah, let me actually call another market that I'm not interested in to get my reps in, which I could not, could not trust any anymore, right? Experiment, yeah. fail, learn, repeat. Like, that's our motto yeah. here in the lab. So tell us about how you found your market because I know that that's going to, to stop someone else who might be listening to this or someone's listening and that's literally the the thing that's holding them back and i would love to hear your insight from a guy who did it yeah i just looked at the growth i looked at the potential and also uh another thing for me is um i looked at the place that's gonna fail the least right mm -hmm. so everything you got and, and where do you look at this information vlad right i mean you look at costar number one we i mean that that's that's the biggest thing we follow costar and also there's so many things you can you have reanomy of course a lot of people you know what they look for u-haul you see where u-haul is uh people are moving so you see where the trucks are driving and they, it's free if you go to uhaul.com you see where people are moving so you see you can, a lot you can literally see you can hold on you can i didn't know about this i like to see this yeah on you call if you, you go can, to you it publishes data where people are moving to absolutely no freaking way i love yeah. that that's a hack that's gonna be a soundbite <laughs> from this one yeah no no it but but that that's what it is and also uh, another thing, you just talk to people and they was like, oh my gosh, yeah, Texas is so saturated. There's a lot of competition. There's competition everywhere. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There's no competition in Alaska, you know, but this maybe even there, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> There's competition everywhere. Yeah. No, no, but 100%. You don't have to look at the competition as competition. Look at them as your potential partners. And that's exactly how these partnerships start you go consistently mm. to networking events to zoom calls you fly all over the country like last year i flew i don't know to like eight events and people see me constantly they hear me online they see me everywhere and what's happening is they call me and they're like oh you buying in dallas oh we buying there too oh uh can we join forces and buy together and yes of course the answer is absolutely yes because i know them they know me and we just formed a partnership for this particular deal so that's oh, exactly that so good. don't look at it don't look at it as your competition yeah you, well, you're that, not yeah. trying to yeah you're not trying to sell a residential house here and do one transaction quickly this is a five-year hold that you holding this apartment complex they all your potential partners so i don't care about the competition just rise above it be more creative uh, have better relationships with people and of course networking everything helps and add value to people hey listen you can say i'm so great at speaking with brokers i can negotiate any deal i'm sure anybody will take you on their team absolutely mm -hmm. so that's what it's all about yeah experiment nation you've heard the word mtr midterm rentals as it is currently a hot topic and hot commodity right now because again there has been an increase in short-term rental regulations and there also has been let's face it a slowdown in what we were experiencing a couple years back when it comes to bookings so with that said short-term rental operators are looking for alternative solutions to tap into the midterm rental space however 
there is a space, there is a sub niche of Mr. Rental Insurance that I'm truly excited about that I want to share with you that the experience that we've had, the tremendous results we've been able to have, and that's the insurance midterm rental space, which is very different than your traditional midterm rentals. When you think of traditionally midterm rentals, you think of travel nurses. There is a space, midterm rental insurance space that we've tapped in where you need to be well connected with insurance and relocation specialists and companies and understand the right type of asset required for you to be able to help these families. What's really important that stands out the most, which you can get in what I'm about to offer you is the understanding where to be found by these insurance companies, how to properly manage your calendar so that your listings are optimized so that they can find you, how to actually gain traction and build a relationship with these relocation insurance companies. I've put together an MTR insurance blueprint. That's double M T triple R insurance blueprint to cover these foundations after we've had success landing very large contracts on single family homes that literally 4x what we traditionally make in long-term rentals and also gives us peace of mind because there's less turnover and a hundred percent occupancy because these contracts can start anywhere from 30 days to three months to eight months and range anywhere from again we've landed anywhere from eight thousand to nine thousand dollars a month in per month on a single family home property which our mortgages are typically around a 2400 range which then gives you a large spread of anywhere from four to six k net on just one property and this is why it's very hot right now but people who haven't been in the lab with individuals like myself like jesse vasquez and dr rachel gainsborough and noble crawford don't have the foundations and don't know exactly where to start and therefore this is why i'm giving you guys a blueprint the mtrr insurance blueprint Go to the website experimentrealestate.com and get yourself a blueprint to completely change or at least have a plan B if you're a short-term rental operator looking to maximize your occupancy and profitability. We'll see you on the other side. I love that because it goes back to the rewiring as well, the mindset of like, oh, you know, W2 is a competition, right? I got I to gotta, I gotta get the promotion. I got to be the best. I, 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 right. And then it's, wait, what would need to be true in order for me to get to this goal? Well, who are the who's in the, in the room that I need to be associated with a, to get the level of insight, but then B, I love this because you're putting it in a very tactical way that people can understand is by the way, those are not your, that's not your competition. If there's masses going out of place, those are your partners. And there's a reason why sometimes, right. That there's multiple, individuals who are going to a place it's because they have access to again for example you just told me you look at u-haul i had no idea if we were you and i were networking i'm like huh i'm gonna have a look at that as well because vlad told me that he looks at u-haul then you talk to another guy or a gal you know and they're using some other source of data that then validates you know your your data points as well and your decision making and then by the way hey Strength in numbers, right? Because they understand that again. Now you're playing with people who understand strength in numbers, who understand the 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 uh, the the who, not how. That okay, you might be really good on the phone, or you might be really good at this whole podcasting thing. You mean to tell me you organically reached out to everybody and then got on a show? 
okay, you can be our, our, our strategic partner with strategic relationships. And, and I use you as an example because you talked about this offline with me and I was like, wow, that's admirable. Like not there's not a lot of people who do that, right? So I think it's really good that you're highlighting these things because the way you're highlighting it is very tactical. And I think we get so hung up on like, you know, even the work networking, what that even looks like anymore. I think you've given us a very good example. Another one that I, I don't want to make sure doesn't slip through the cracks is what you just said. I think investing in, in, in yourself uh, to fly over, right? Like I'm constantly, or I got another uh, conference you guys know that I'll, I'll be speaking at in, in August in Utah. The, the relationships like that when you go there it forget the speakers you know it's the person that you sit next to right uh you know it's the person that you network with at a breakout event so are you talking about um, best ever conference i uh, know i'm actually uh we're actually what my agency actually did uh, their promo promotion for that um i uh with uh, joe fairless uh but no i'm, I'm talking about uh we actually have our uh, midterm rental retreat in utah uh, okay. that I'll be going to in August, right? Very, very hyper-focused, just like you, my friend. Um, but I, I just, these are such good gems, I think. And the reason why they're gems is because they're not difficult to do, but they can be hard to implement if you don't have the focus and discipline, which that's the hard part, right? Yeah. I think that's really what it is. It's the consistency of, of not just saying, oh, yeah, I went to a conference. Well, you talked about eight. Right. <laughs> right. So and, and and you're still going, right? You don't stop. I don't stop. You have to be consistent. If you come mm-hmm. once there, people like, yeah, okay, they're not gonna pay attention. But if they constantly see your name, constantly showing up to Zoom calls, I'll tell you one thing. When I started, um, because I couldn't travel a lot, uh but I it, it just I, I was learning a lot, you know, just joined Jake and Gino. I was going to five zoom calls networking zoom calls per day five per day people would know me because i was consistent all the time not just once but all the time all the time like my calendar was filled with zoom calls people hate all these networking and you know zoom calls and things like that but you have to do these things you have to be consistent Mm -hmm. but then after they know you you already established here you can dial dialed back that's what i've done now well it's also the compound effect now it's also about who's talking about you when you're when you're here on this podcast someone's probably talking about you right your ears must be buzzing all the time because like oh we were just talking about you how did i come up oh so and so mentioned your name and and that is that goes back to to you having planted those seeds and now you have these deep-rooted roots that are now it's essentially an investment in yourself your brand is so important because your brand i always say this Marketing is what you put out to the marketplace. Your brand is what people say when you're not in the room. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Yeah. Branding is a lot of before I didn't even know what marketing was and I thought it was silly. But yeah, it's everything. Sales is everything. Listen, if I would give myself, you know, some people say, oh, what would you give yourself uh, some some advice to like your 10 year old self, or 15 yeah. year old, whatever. Mm-hmm. Learn sales and marketing. That's everything in life. Forget about selling a product. You're selling yourself to everyone every single day. I sell myself to my wife daily, Mm. sell myself to my kids, to my cats, literally every single day to everyone. You don't have to sell a product. You just sell things. You sell how like, oh, you want to go to a restaurant, but there's a right way to ask, or maybe there's a wrong way to ask. So if you learn how to negotiate and really ask the right question and what i really struggled with 
this is this this is the big one not just listen but listen listen be present be here now be present so really understand what the person's saying and meaning not just like oh yeah and immediately thinking of a next question no no you, you your mind wanders your mind is your biggest enemy because it's wandering all the time if it's not wandering it's thinking something's wrong but if it stops and you just focus just me and you that's what that's what it's all about i met two people that are so focused i was blown away and i asked them this question i couldn't get a response i got pulled away one of them was pace morby mm-hmm. i i could never forget this moment uh if you don't know pace morby he is uh, oh i know pace yeah subject two man yeah subject to great guy now he's doing multifamily uh he's doing creative financing and i was speaking to him in front of or surrounded by 200 people he was so focused and just present in front of me i was blown away i never seen a person you could feel it right yeah yeah like nobody exists it's just me and him isn't that it's amazing. Isn't that incredible? Because yeah. what you're saying is very similar to what people say when they might walk away from you and be like, oh, there's something about this guy, Vlad. I, I don't know what it is, but I'll tell you what it is. It's what you just said. It's a Vlad wasn't on his phone. Vlad looked at me in the eye. That's another big one, right? Going to meetups yeah. in person. Vlad shook my hand very in a strong, confident way that it gave me confidence that he's confident about what he's talking about, right? Because half the battle sometimes in, in, in sales is it's not so much about trying to convince me. I want to be convinced that you're convinced in yourself. Yeah. Right? And, and I get that through these, you know, so I'm so glad that you touched on that because, you know, I've had coaches on sales and it's about listening. It's not about having my script. It's about what is your pain point? Mm. You're telling me that you have this money and your goal, you have a family. You said you had a cat. You said you have your wife. Olga. okay, I'm listening. I'm taking all this in. And then I'm able to say, I'm able to actually genuinely offer a real solution to you, right? Because I'm listening to your pain points. And when I'm able to repeat those pain points, Vlad, are you telling me, that you and your wife really want to take action to build a legacy in order to put your money to work, etc. And you don't want another job flipping homes, but you do want to put your money, right? I'm, I'm kind of saying what you're telling me. Then that shows me like, wow, this, this person really cares. And, and I can't tell you, you know, this is for, you know, the listeners. Like this is the reason why I'm really appreciating this conversation with you, Vlad, because these are fundamental pillars yeah. that will never, that, that are evergreen, right? No matter how much technology, AI, there is an importance of being able to foster genuine, real relationships, mastering sales, focus, conversation, communication. And I'm so glad that you highlighted it because I haven't really had, you know, someone, I like how you're able to really pull things out and and really put it into very, very um, clear context. Uh, And so thank you for doing that because I I think these are sometimes things that kind of uh, slip through the cracks or, or get swept under, under the rug. And they're, they're, it's the foundation. Yeah. I was speaking with, uh, I was taking speech classes and somebody said to me, uh, you have to explain everything very simply. Mm-hmm. Uh, because typically when you like, for example, raising capital, you're going to start out throwing out terminology and that's what I've done. I'm like, Oh my gosh, look at this IRR and look at this, uh, cash on cash. And half of people don't even know what that means. So they're like, why are you even throwing these terms around? 
speak to people like you're literally just speaking to your kids, like a five-year-old, just normal conversation, normal speech. You don't have to impress them by knowing all these fancy abbreviations just because they're normal people. They know what you know. You don't have to tell them how many doors and assets and all. No, just, just talk to them. Be genuine. Yeah. Uh, people appreciate it more. And in many cases, you know what it is? When you come to a networking event, for example, everybody's like, oh my gosh, so uh, uh, how many doors did you buy this year? Or, you know, stuff like that. Well, how about asking them, so where are you going on vacation? So what mm. are your plans? Do you like to ride motorcycles? I do. You know, stuff like this. You know, people appreciate when you're really being genuine and talking about them, not just their business, because everybody says that. That's what I have to pace. Everybody asks me, like, oh, my gosh, how many houses did you buy? I don't care about any, uh, how many houses he bought. I ask him one question. I'm like, Pace, how do you stay so focused? And he's, he laughed. He laughed. He's like, you know what? How much time do you have? I'm like, until they pull me away, I got all the time I need, but I got pulled away. So it's it's to be continued. But that, that was my question. Because and, and another question to somebody else before I was saying, do you meditate? Now, I pretty much know that 90% of multifamily investors meditate. So my next question is, how long do you meditate a day? That, that's my question now, because that's mm -hmm. what I'm working on now. I'm working on meditation, being focused instead of my mind racing. Mm -hmm. I want my mind being present, being focused here today. So that, that, that's, that's, my, that's what I'm working on right now. That's so good. You know, it's so interesting because I, I feel like the quality of question that you ask is the level of quality of answer that you get. And so, you know, one thing I'm trying to learn is asking better questions, right? To your point, right? When you change that, okay, great. Everyone meditates in this space. Now let me ask how long they meditate. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's critical. Uh, man, this is, this is good. Vlad. So it's funny because talking about all these pillars, you know, I, we didn't even get into the, you know, escalator pitch that you now have. You're hyper-focused in one market. You're doing multifamily. You've educated yourself. You're still networking. What is your, uh, I know you talked about uh, Texas being one of your favorite market, but what is your USP, your unique selling point, your 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 moat, uh, for lack of a better word, that when you're talking to a regular uh, and when I use the word regular, I just mean like someone who might not be, uh, you know, a, a subject matter expert in investing, right? Right, and and they're you're trying to, you know, not sell them perhaps, but educate them because that's what yeah. I believe you need to do to educate people so that if they are interested, they can come and and and, and invest with you. Because at the end of the day, as investors, our goal is to to educate others so that they can uh, partake in in these uh, amazing yeah. investments that you have. So, what is that? look like today that conversation and what is your value uh specific kind of value prop yeah that that's the thing it's all about education and uh what i'm doing is i'm just sharing my story where you know i started you know with being a graphic designer and here i am investing in multifamily so technically and people didn't even know it exists. A lot of people, my friends, are like, is this like a Ponzi scheme? Why haven't I heard about this? Wow. Because, because before, you couldn't touch it. People know stocks. They now know crypto. They know savings account. And now they know REITs. Uh, that's it. 
But people don't know you can invest with self-directed IRAs, with 401ks. They don't know that you can do a 1031 exchange into a syndication. All these things were just not there. Nobody nobody was talking about it because, because you're just not in that circle. And I'm like, hey, listen, I know it's not a Ponzi scheme. I can introduce you to about like 100 people that do the same thing and they get the same returns. And previously... It was not accessible for a person that's not wealthy. Like you, you needed, I don't know what, a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars to invest in a syndication. It just recently it opened up to five or six B, which is uh, sophisticated investors, and mm-hmm. typical investment is what fifty thousand. So mm-hmm. it opened up doors to more people to really take advantage of this because the opportunity is there and people don't they're like oh yeah i can invest in uh, you know stock and get dividends sure but you got to pay taxes do, do you know about cost segregation do you know about depreciation they're like okay what does that mean and after i try to explain it in the sing, simplest language possible they're like is how's that possible why haven't i heard i'm i'm like cuz you're not in the space i'm like just google it i'm like and they and they say I wouldn't even know this term. I I heard about it and I give them a book to read. I'm like, it's called hands-off investor. In my opinion, one of the easiest read, uh, just pick it up, check it out. It pretty much sums everything up. Hands-off investor. Great book. Who's who's that by? Um, uh, Burke. I think Brian Burke. Okay. Yeah. I'll make sure include that in the show notes. Hands-off investor. It's 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 a pretty simple read, and it it just basically explains how this whole thing works. And you don't have to you don't have to know a lot. You don't have to be involved because people Mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't have time. I'm like, you don't need time to be involved. You can do your W two. Just do your due diligence. (laughs) Ask questions. I'm like, you don't want to invest with me? Perfectly okay ask me and a lot of people now do they send me a deal and they're like what do you think of the team and the deal would you invest in them and i'm like hey listen the team looks great the deal eh, ask this question this and this and this look Mm -hmm. at the red flags so ask questions reach out it's perfectly okay to ask for referrals too Mm -hmm. like invest in texas that's fine invest in arkansas or something like that if you think it's a great market and i'm sure and it is uh, but ask the right question, and it's perfectly okay to ask for referrals. Yeah, love that. Yeah, and that's hands off investor by Brian Burke. So thank you Brian for, Burke, for that yeah. for that for that resource. Listen, Vlad, I got to tell you, I I really enjoyed kind of you know diving deep into the the behind the scenes, right? You know, we hear investors come in, they talk about how many doors they have, they talk about but we don't get to see the transformation and transition. And I think you're such a perfect embodiment of being an experimenter because at the end of the day, you're taking a proof of concept, right? We're not asking you to come into the lab and start launching your experiments that are not proven to have worked, right? This is, you know, you're able to maybe do that, I believe, you know, a little later when you when you have the ability to uh, get, you know, get a little fancy. But for now, you're saying, hey, this has worked. This has been you know, people have been doing this for years, right? From from mindset to the investing to the personal development to the discipline to the repetition. This is nothing new, but it needs to be put into a, a, a track that is, is hyper focused, as you say, in order to be able to get what you want. And and once you're able to do that paradigm shift that, that you were able to have and give yourself that permission to go all in, 
uh, you know, it's amazing to see if someone yeah. like you, what I would say is just, 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 you just planted the seed. My goodness. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're early, you're, you're, you're still new, what I would say, but you're very seasoned and that's because you, you, you took the right steps and you, you have a lot of reps, which I, I can't yeah, you overlook. Need, you need to take action. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's a, it, it, and really just get into it. Like I, I'm really passionate about this because uh, people are missing opportunities. Like I, I, like I tell my friends, um, uh, one of my friends, and he's like, oh, I got money in a savings account. I'm like, that's perfectly okay. You're very liquid. That's great that you have this money in the savings. But let me ask you a question. What's the inflation these days? And they're like, I don't know, uh, 10%. I'm like, okay. So how much is savings account giving you, uh, you know, how much are they paying you? Uh, four. So how much are you losing in your being liquid? And they're like, and they don't know what to say. And I'm like, well, you got to move that money somewhere, right? I understand being liquid is okay. And they give them actually other suggestions. I'm like, have you heard about whole life policy, for example? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm like, why didn't you invest that money into that? Because it grows and compounds as well. At the same time, you have liquidity because you can pull the capital back. Uh, and they're like, oh, why didn't anybody, why didn't people tell me? I'm like, you didn't ask, ask a question. And I'm like, but if you don't care about, let's say $50,000 and you don't need it now, and you want bigger growth, more tax savings, invest in a, in a multifamily in real asset, right? Because technically, if you invest in the building, it's there. You can go and touch it. It's yeah. in Dallas. You can go and touch it and be like, yeah, I'm a part owner of this building. Passive investor is just still an investor. You're still an owner. You're mm -hmm. just not making decisions on how to run the, the thing. And if you don't care about making decisions, then, you know, who cares? But you're still an owner. And, yeah. it, and not only that, you get benefits first because you mm -hmm. get paid first. I mean, all the returns go to you first. You know, so it's it's a win-win for everyone. Without 100%. passive investors, we wouldn't be able to buy this. We wouldn't be able to do this. So it's a group, true group effort. Hundred percent. True group effort. Hundred percent. I gotta ask you, what's next for you, my man? I mean, you you've you've done so. I think you've literally done in three years what people could do in like ten. <laughs> um, I'm I'm serious, and I and that that to me is is very empowering because it gives someone else the permission to do the same. So I want to thank you for that because, yeah. you know, we see someone like, oh, like, flat, I'm a graphic. Someone might be listening who's also a graphic designer. Someone might be, or someone's looking to completely reinvent themselves. But there's one fundamental truth that will always stay true is you took that action, you took the steps and you took the reps, right? Uh, but what's next for you? I, I'm curious, What's uh, what do you look for? I know we talked about doors isn't, isn't you know, everything, but yeah. What is the goal? I'm sure yeah, my ultimate like my ultimate goal is true wealth, uh, which is freedom of time. It's not money; it's freedom of time. When I get my passive income to replace my expenses, then I'll be truly wealthy. I want to do anything at any time, and I I already feel it, right? Because we I'm sitting at home and I'm talking to you. I can just leave at any second. I don't have to ask anyone to leave, right? Because mm -hmm. I already feel it. But as soon as I'll, I'm able to do it, then I'm not going to say I'm not going to work. I'll still continue. But the ultimate goal is I have a vision board here. Um, I want to have uh, 25,000 doors. 
uh, as LP and uh, GP and co-GP. I mean, oh, it's wow. totally doable. My goal for first year was 20 doors. And then I'm like, uh, no, uh, let's go 200. Mm-hmm. Like crazy goal, right? I got 208. So it's not that crazy. So why is 25,000 doors might be a crazy goal? Because it's not. And ultimate goal uh, for us is to open up an animal sanctuary here in New oh, Jersey. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what happened was we went to a farm uh, like an hour away from us, deep in Jersey. And uh, uh, we were feeding animals and we asked a person there, like, where are all these animals coming from? And they're like, they're all rescues, right? Like if they're hurt or like a horse cannot run anymore, you know, what are they going to do? So they take them, they rehab them, and they open up like a, a children uh, petting zoo and a re- uh, animal rescue. So we got that idea and we're like, oh my gosh, this is a really great idea. Wow. We should have more of this. And that's our ultimate goal as well, to open up uh, animal sanctuary here in New Jersey. So it's just a few of the things that uh, we want to do uh when we achieve the true freedom additionally we want to get like an airbnb in costa rica and we just love costa rica oh yeah nice like that it'd be be interesting vlad if you could tie that to one of your syndications one at one point when when you identify other partners who might be interested in like investing for a larger cause i don't know something something to think about I don't know if there's yeah. a way to put it. Yeah. You know what? I funny thing you should say, because I just changed my real estate broker to Realty One, right? And funny thing is they they work on uh, difficult cases like foreclosures, liens, probates. What's it called, by the way? Realty One. Realty oh, Realty One. One, got it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's a it's a residential real estate brokerage, like Keller Williams, for example, you know, a lot of people know that. So anyway, and but they they hyper focused on like difficult cases, because people have experience background on that, which is great, right? So one of the people there, his dream is also opening up an animal sanctuary. And we clicked immediately. Wow. And when you just said it, I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, this makes total sense, right? I wanted to do it. He wants to do it, but he doesn't have time or the resources. Same thing for me. What if we combine our resources and split our time? We can open up this place, you know, yeah. a year earlier. Maybe even get a larger one. Yeah. Less of a limit. See, there you go. Part yeah, I feel, yeah, 100%. I feel like there's a lot of people who are even listening who might be like, I would invest just for that reason. Because I have money laying around, but I want to, you know, it's kind of like I want to put it to work, but I don't necessarily, you know, know an organization that can put my money to work and also have maybe some a percentage of the proceeds go towards building that. I think that's very powerful. Um, I was part of a mastermind back then that was called Evolved Enterprises, where there's always a meaning behind, you know, what you're doing. And I feel like you're more qualified than anyone to, to be able to put that together. So we'll be watching and we'll keep an eye on what you're up to. Either way, I, I trust uh, that you're going to continue to 10 X uh, what you're doing, but that's, that's amazing. And and just for context, I, I don't think I asked you how many doors are we at today as, as far as where you're at right now, as we're recording this. Yeah, about 700 now. Uh, and uh, also we are working on few land development deals. We're about to sell. Uh, land development so we bought raw land in uh, sarasota right outside of sarasota 
and we rezoned it uh, to build 96 uh, doors or uh, 210 with uh, lower square footage. It just kind of varies. So we are getting ready to sell the land. So, you know, if anybody's... That's incredible. Yeah. And, and, and do you find, uh, before I, uh, I let you go, I'm just curious when I just the, the scale is incredible. When you do these kind of deals, are you, um, is this, are you uh, both GP and LP and is it the same people? Is it mixed match? Does it start? Do you, do you feel like your portfolio starts turning into, you know, 80% of what we own is controlled by the same 20% of the partners or you're still at a place right now where you're like, no, like we, we got partners for our, Go 20 units you got another set of partners for 100 and when i say partners i mean more of like the gp the people on the yeah. front lines who yeah, are those question. yeah uh in all the deals i am a gp co-gp or jv i'm not an lp in my in any of the deals um and the reason is because uh my wife's background number one she she knows finances she was still is in real estate so she has the skills uh, additionally, since we joined Jake and Gino and we paid for the mentorship, uh, I believe and know that I can contribute more being a partner, an active active partner than being an LP. Um, and also I'm learning uh, a lot being a GP. So um, I am GP in all the deals. And uh, I lost my train of thought. What was the second question? Yeah, the, the question is, is, do you find that it's the same co-GPs or GPs? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. They're the same people mm. that I'm working with. So I work with only two teams. That's it. The teams that I know for over a year, I do not work with just like people that I just meet. Let's say I meet a person at a networking event and they're like, why don't you um, come raise money for me? I'll most likely say no. Um, I only work with people because don't forget, it's 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 a partnership. It's a relationship. Yeah. You're in it for five years. Mm -hmm. Do you really want to get into a deal with a person yeah. that you don't know like that quickly? And what's most important things what people are missing, you're bringing your investors into the deal with a person that you don't know, right? Mm -hmm. So how confident are you that he's not going to lose your investors capital because yeah, who, who, who know you and that's your brand now yeah. you're putting your name on the line so yeah and i i'm so that's glad you touched on that thing yeah. yeah so my partnerships for example i know them for over a year um a few i've met from jake and gene a few i met uh at networking events and then i grew the relationship by just speaking calling etc etc and uh, of course i vetted them i look at their background and i look at their work ethic as well Right. I look if they are focused the same, the, we have the same focus, the same mindset. If they're not just like all over the place, you know, um, I because I, I want to work with people that we really just click that mm -hmm. that have the same. I shouldn't say personality, but maybe um, core uh, values, I guess, core values, you know, it that we really you, sometimes you just uh, you just see a person be like, oh, my gosh, I click with that person. Yeah. And it happens. It happens often. But still, even if you align, I want to build that relationship. I want to know about you. I want to know what's your background. What about your family? Um, like kids, where do you go on vacation? I just want to know the real true person. Right. And because that, it's like it's yeah. like marriage. 
No, and, so. and it's so funny. It's almost it's like deep deep dive dating too. And it's I'm curious yeah. uh, when you when you're on this topic, and and I promise I'll let you go. Through, but these are such no, great no. gems. Is what does uh, when you find those things out more? Is it tactically? What does that look like? Is it going on a hey, come to this mastermind with me? Is it let's do a barbecue with, between our families? Is it like what what are those activities that allow you to see someone's true character? Because I can tell you're very uh, conscientious of that. And yeah. so I'd be curious to a guy like you. How do you read character? How do you build that that trust? What activities are you doing with them? Yeah, initially it starts with let's go to lunch, let's go to coffee, things like that. And then, oh, yeah, let's go to a barbecue together. And now in many cases, we just uh, call a few partners and be like, hey, listen, we're throwing a barbecue at our house and we're cooking, stop by. Uh, and we're actually doing it in August. Believe it or not, few of our partners are coming to our house. Uh, one is flying from Florida. A few others are driving from Long Island and they're coming in because we just we like to hang out with them because they're really nice people. True. I, I trust them. I like them. Everything about them. And what's important is they're professionals at what they do, right? Mm -hmm. They they are truly focused. They're not taking it like, oh, yeah, we just kind of, you know, we're trying it out. No, there's no trying here. They're really hyper-focused. This is their life. So yeah. if, if the deal comes around and they're like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, do you have any deals or something like that? And uh, another partner, because I know exactly who those people are. I know exactly who should I call. So uh, to answer your question, I only work so far, so far worked. I don't know what's going to be in the future. Ask me in five years. <laughs> but so far, I only worked with two teams. And, um, you know, I, I don't want to do more. Um, like I said, I'm very hyper focused. And you know what? If the deal fails and I lose my money, yeah, I'll cry about it. But yeah. if God forbid... I lose my investors capital. Oh my gosh. That's that's yeah, why that's... we're incredibly paranoid. That's why I say any deal is not our deal. Mm. Even when it comes to deals and partners partners and sp and 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 uh, sponsors that, that we are very very hyper focused on that. Love that. Last but not least well, I got to ask you what core competency that you feel that is that you bring to the table between you, you and your partners? Yeah, um, it, it it varies from deal to deal. But what I do is um, we, I like for example, me, I raise capital, I look for deals, and also because of my background, I do asset management or co-asset management. I shouldn't say asset management because I'm remote. So, but that's what I do. I'm trying to help out as much as I can. A lot of my focus now is on deal finding. Mm -hmm. And I did find the deal in Kansas completely off market. I found it myself by calling a seller. Uh, we purchased 40 units in, uh, in, in Kansas City suburb. Uh, so that's what I'm doing now. So these are the things that I bring to the table. And also there's, of course, underwriting that comes with it because um, from all the experience I I you know, I have a lot of deal flow coming in now and mm -hmm. uh, uh, we're trying to underwrite a lot of deals. And that's that's another thing that uh, I bring to the table. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say to a listener that it's important to 
uh, not be a jack of all trades, but at least be competent in all areas? Or would you say, no, 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 get really, really good at this one thing? That's that. You, that you know what? I, I would say really be great at one thing, maybe mm. two. But it's really, I think it's really important to know all aspects. And I'll give mm-hmm. you an example. Like if you're trying to sell a deal and you never underwritten at all, uh, don't ever know what a model looks like or what a rent roll or T12 is, then technically it's pretty difficult, you know, I guess to kind of explain a deal to a person, yeah. right? So, I mean, I, I don't do active underwriting right now, but I underwritten plenty of deals. It's just not my thing to underwrite deals. Yeah. I'm not yeah. a sell person, right? Me, I, I like to be here. I like to be with you. I like mm-hmm. to talk about it. I like to... Uh, uh, do presentations and seminars. I was speaking in the Hilton Hotel in front of 200 people. You know, that's my thing. I like it. I'm mm-hmm. really challenging myself and bringing it out of my comfort zone as 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 much as I can. You know, it, basically when I'm when I'm standing there and I'm sweating like crazy, that means I'm doing good, right? I'm doing something it. so challenging. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly. But if I'm comfortable. Yeah, I, I got to challenge myself a little bit. I, I don't want to cruise. Don't forget. Remember I said my wife's personality. I, right? I was right. just going to say <laughs> uh, your you wife know. would your wife would let that happen. So I think you're. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not yeah. cruising. Absolutely yeah. not. Because because yeah. uh, when I got offered a speaking engagement in front of, I think, 200 people and I'm like and I'm thinking, oh, my God, what am I going to talk about? I never done it before. And she's like, you're going. I'm like, I know I'm going. You don't have to convince me I'm going. So my next thought is, what do I need to do to prepare? I immediately take in speech classes and how to present in front of an audience immediately. And I got like four classes down, you know, under my belt. And then, of course, because uh, I needed to take action. What do I need to do to speak? I never done it before. Yeah. And I started researching various topics and things like that. And uh, in in then I did a speech and then I hosted two panels. So go figure. I didn't even know I was going to host a panel because they're like, oh, you did pretty good. You want to host a panel? And I'm like, but I never done it before. It's okay. Just wing it. I'm like, what am I winging? I don't... And they gave me a piece of paper. I'm like, uh, acquisitions. Okay, let's go. Let's talk about acquisitions. So I really did wing it. And, you know, everybody was very happy. They, but... they actually called me back. You did wing it, but at the same time, you know, opportunity is when, you know, when, when, you know, preparation, right. And, and opportunity come, that's, that's what you delivered. And, and so yeah. you were prepared for the opportunity. Right. Yeah. And, and so, wow, listen, I can't thank you enough for coming and over delivering a value. It says a lot about, you know, your character. It's very consistent. It's very on brand Vlad. So thank you for overstaying over time with us here in the lab. I had a, an amazing conversation with you and I want to definitely give, you know, my audience an opportunity to tap in with you. You know, where can we find out about what, what you got going on? I know there's tons that you're doing uh, very hyper-focused in a very hyper-focused way and with your team. So, you know, how, how can the, you know, the audience tap in with, with what you're currently uh, doing with your team? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Reach out to me. Hey, listen, I got a very unique name, Vlad Arakcheyev, you know, Google me, uh, look up uh, zanticventures.com. I send out a pretty light newsletter if you want to subscribe. But uh, yeah, reach out on LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, ask a question. If you're looking to be yeah, uh, as an investor or at least thinking about it, 
ask me, you know, you don't have to do it now, but at least consider it um, as a potential. And if you think of anyone else that might benefit from being in a syndication or being in real estate, investing in real, true, hard asset, yeah, reach out. I always have opportunities um, uh, that are coming around. Like last opportunity came in March. Uh, so now the deals are not as, uh, you know, free-flowing as they were a year ago because like you see the debt's expensive, you know, you have a lot of risk going on, insurance is on the rise. So we're really very, very picky when it comes to deals. We even kind of shifted from Houston to Dallas, trying not to be as on the coast as much, being safer in Dallas, I think. So um, great markets as well. So yeah, reach out. I'll definitely make a connection, make an introduction, or at least ask a question. I'm always here. Awesome. And, and, and is, there, is there a best place to reach out, Vlad? Yeah. Listen, PM me, like I said, on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, Google me. Hey, listen, I'm a residential agent. You got all my emails, my phone numbers and everything just pops up on the front page of Google. So, you know, when you're a residential agent for as and, you know, the realtor sticks out, it, it's all... You know, it's all public information. Yep, our information is out there. Shout out to all the spam calls out there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, we'll take them. Hey, listen, it comes with I'm, the I'm price of doing business. By, you know, I don't, I don't care. It, yeah. It's just a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. And if people really want true value out of this and really want to learn, I'm more than happy to spend time and teach them because it, it's just really cool because I really want to give back yeah. to people and uh because i so much has been given to me Mm. and if if i wanted to if i should have started the sooner and i'm like but hey it is what it is i can't change the past but what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to help others and learn from my mistakes and get them to this point sooner so they'll see the true benefits and true value of this. So that's what I'm doing. I think your time is uh, timing is impeccable, my friend. And the timing was right when it needed to happen. So yeah, with that said, Zondik so. Ventures, we'll check that out. And you have Vlad here who tuned in, who over-delivered in value. And we will definitely be keeping tabs on you, brother. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks so much. Just like that experimentation, we are out. Experimentation podcasting has changed the way we operate as real estate investors ourselves, and it can do the same for you. Podcasting has been the source of the masterclasses that we get thanks to the world-class real estate investors and practitioners and specialists that come into the lab from all realms, from short-term rentals to mid-term rentals to real estate syndications to even software as a service, owners, founders, entrepreneurs, have helped enrich our experiments by giving us the education, helping us build a network, and lastly, and most importantly, a brand association to open up multiple doors for our respective businesses. If you understand the power that podcasting can have, and you know that you need one for your brand, please, you can rely on our team. InvestedTalent.com is my team and the team that helps this podcast, The Real Estate Experiment, become the fruition each and every single week to educate my community, build relationships on the air, and continue to build our brand. If you know that you need to do the same for your brand and you haven't pulled the trigger yet, maybe because you don't know how, 
our company, investedtalent.com, does the end-to-end -end from the time that you record to the time that it is published to even repurposing content on multiple social media platforms, that's what my team can do for you. Simply go to investedtalent.com and book a discovery call to see how my team can help you launch your podcast.